The Trinity Center for Spiritual Living appreciates your selecting our podcast service as a part of your spiritual journey. The TCSL podcast has over 1,000 downloads a month worldwide by individuals just like you seeking to expand their spiritual magnificence. To express your gratitude and donate for the good you hear and the growth you experience from our lesson, visit our website at trinitycenteratlanta.org forward slash donate. As you donate, affirm, my offering affirms my commitment and my willingness to be an inlet and an outlet for the abundant good and energy of divine spirit. So we have a question for you, and the question is this. What is your crazy, huge idea that will transform the world? Or perhaps just transform your journey and the journey of those around you. Now, we know you have one. Everyone has one. It's just not everyone is willing to admit to having some far-fetched crazy idea. So could it possibly be to bring back horses? Is it a car butler? Maybe a restaurant with a different menu for every meal of the day for over the course of a year? How about colonizing another planet? Or a transportation vehicle that drives itself, doesn't use gas, and flies. <laughs> Richard Branson said this. He said, said this about crazy ideas. He said, if people aren't calling you crazy, you aren't thinking big enough. See, when Sarah Blakely told folks about her idea of bringing back corsets, people called her crazy, but she didn't care. She proceeded with that harebrained idea, only she decided she would call her corsets fangs. <laughs> if you don't have a car butler in your car, more than likely you have one on your phone. It's just, we call it GPS. You want to eat at different, at different kinds of food for all three meals in the course of a day for a year? Then you more than likely have Uber Eats or Grubhub or any other food delivery app on your phone. The idea of colonizing another planet sounded crazy at the turn of the last century. At the turn of this century, the number of individuals making interplanetary colonization possible has humankind asking not if this idea could be achieved, but when will it be achieved? Oh, and that Jetson-sounding transportation idea that's electric, driverless, and flies has already been built in Germany, and they're testing it now by a company called the Lillian Company. So we can hear now someone saying, yeah, but you know, Reverend Tony, those ideas come of people come from people who are geniuses. They have financial backing or some special skill set that I just don't have, to which we lovingly reply, pulling off your crazy idea. No matter how far-fetched or seemingly impossible it appears to be, is never ever about what you do or do not have. It's only about what you are. What you are. In The Power of Intention, Wayne Dyer wrote this. He said, you may never have thought of yourself as a person who has genius residing within. You may have thought that genius is a word reserved
Angelos, Einsteins, Madame Curies, Virginia Woolf, Stephen Hawking, and others whose lives and accomplishments have been publicized. But keep in mind that they share the same essence of consciousness that you do. They emanated from the same power of intention as you did. They all have shared the same life force, animating life as you do. Your genius is in your very existence, awaiting the right circumstances to express itself. There is no such thing as luck or accidents in this purposeful universe. Not only is everything connected to everything else, but no one is excluded from the universal source called intention. And genius, since it's a characteristic of source, must be universal, which means that it's in no way restricted. It's available to every single human being. The qualities of creativity and genius are within you, awaiting your decision to match up with the power of intention. The same creative energy vibrating as you form as you at this very moment within this very room is the same creative energy vibrating as you form as Sarah Blakely, Sarah Blakely, Richard Branson, Elon Musk, Oprah, Warren Buffett, Chris Gardner, or anyone else. The media, marketing companies, or Facebook has assigned the moniker of genius. So we present to you again, and just an ever so slightly up-leveled presentation, to live and demonstrate your unrestricted divine idea. Release any learned or preconditioned thoughts and energy concerning what you can and cannot do, what you do and do not have, and focus only on thoughts and energies of what you are. As what you are is the limitless essence of the intelligent energy of source coming into fruition to believe and achieve the previously unbelievable and unachievable with effortless ease. And that is your only knowing. Your only belief you will have aligned yourself with the intention of living your genius. This is the title of our lesson this morning. The intention of living your genius. delay 
crazy ideas, believing and acting as if. Just as they are for some reason is not enough. It's not enough to express and live their individual divinity. And we're here to remind you to live the intention of your genius. You don't need eight arms. Just make better use of the two you already have. And the way to make better use of what you have is by releasing any focus on what you've been conditioned to believe you are not. Our affirmation card this week is from Buckmeister Fuller, who said, everyone is born a genius, but the process of living these geniuses too much time this morning on how individuals become the genius. We've heard it all before. The way someone was raised a style will impact past experiences and relationships, even current circumstances and relationships. All of it at times may play a role in whether or not someone pursues in realizing their genius. Their crazy ideas and let me share something again from Wayne Dyer. He's, he wrote this. He said, genius means little more than the faculty, or, or actually Dyer's quoting William James, and he said, genius means little more than the faculty of perceiving in an unhabitual way. To expand your reality to match the expansiveness of the all-creating field of intention. You have to away your old habits of thought. These habits have pigeonholed you to a point where you allow labels to attach to you. These labels define you in many ways. Most of the labels are from other people who need to describe what you are not because they feel safer predicting what, can, what can't be rather than what can be. They'll say stuff like, she's never been artistic. He's a tad, tad clumsy, so he won't be an athlete. Mathematics is not his strong suit. He's a bit shy, so he won't be good dealing with the public. You've heard these pronouncements for so long that you started to believe them. And they've become a habitual way of thinking about your abilities and spirituality. As Wayne suggested, genius means making a shift in your thinking so that let go of those habits and open yourself up to possibilities of those. So look, we talked about it, we asked about it, we said, asked, how, what is your big idea? What is your huge idea? How crazy does that, does that idea sound? Well look, if it's coming to you in the shower, all good ideas come, or it's coming to you in the form of meditation, what we need you to get to is that's not your crazy imagination play out. That's the whole of the universe saying, look what we can accomplish. Look what may be expressed through you. And if you're thinking that idea is just too big, too crazy, understand this. That thinking is conditioned thinking. It is a sign that somewhere along the way, we've been told Let's just think a little bit smaller. Let's let somebody else do that. You know, somebody that's funded. 
somebody that has the skill set. Tim Ferriss says this. He says, think big and don't listen to people who tell you it can't be done. Life's too short to think small. Life's too short to think small. And I see it all the time. People will come in and they'll ask for affirmative prayer work or just some direction on how they go about creating, demonstrating this fabulous idea that they have. And before we can ever get to the spiritual work, they tell me everything everyone else has said as to why it will not work. And then we have to come to a decision. And I ask them to make a choice. Do you want to choose the power of other people over the power of your own consciousness? Who has more power to control your agenda than anyone else? The answer is always, well, of course, I control my journey. I control my journey. I bring my goods to fruition. But yet, they still rehearse over and over again what can't be done. And that rehearsing is the conditioning to think small. To think small. And we need you to think big. We need you to let go of what was can't be and start moving into the realm of possibility of what can be. And if you have thought about it, if you have dreamed about it, then it can be. Paulo Kaleo said, if you think small, your world will be small. If you think big, your world will be big. Your world will be big. So look. We no longer have There are people that have spoken big and achieved, and they've done so in alignment with the physical realm. What's the difference? The difference is this. In the physical realm, when they're pursuing that big dreamer idea, there's always a winner or loser. Somebody's always a winner or loser. When it's in alignment with your inner genius, everybody wins. There are no winners. There are no idea of endless possibility, it will change you. It will change you. But you have to decide, am I ready to be changed? Am I ready for this transformation to leave behind the shell of smaller thinking, of smaller being? And if the answer to that is yes, then there are no limits that are placed upon you. Your genius begins operating without any confines of what the physical world has said or what you have been conditioned to ask. You can begin to recondition your energy to bring to life every single idea you've ever had. Now, I have said it over and over and over again. I want a flying car, and I want it yesterday. <laughs> I do. I don't like traffic. And I always like to point out, you know, when I can buy 
buy my flying car, I'm going to buy an off-leash one. <laughs> well, you know, flying cars are seem to buy an awful lot. They lose $30,000 in value. So there you go. That's here. That's now. The question is, who thought of it? Where did it come from? You could say this company, Lilio, thought of it. But yet at the end of the day, it really was whoever was the animator of the death of the place. They're the ones that put it in public consciousness. <laughs> Am I wrong? Of course I'm not wrong. And we all just kind of accepted it as, yeah, that's the case. So if we can create a cartoon that leads, that begins with causation to come into form, flying cars, for the sole reason that I don't like Atlantic Crossing. Then what causation? Reservoir of the formative energy of source cannot end 
dry, milk it for all that you can as often as you can. In the power of intention, Wayne Dyer wrote this. He said, expand your reality to the point where you pursue what you love doing and excel at it. Involve yourself in the high energy levels of spirit, of trust, optimism, appreciation, reverence, joy, and love. The process of appreciating your genius involves trusting those inner flashes of creative insight, and they are worthy of expression. These ideas in thousands of places are the creative genius within you at work. These ideas in your imagination are distributions of God taking place. They're not from your ego, which squashes them with fear and doubt. Your insights are divinely inspired. Your creative mind is how your higher self vibrates harmoniously with the field of intention, which is always creative. Remember that you are an expression of source, and that inner spark of genius is your imagination, your intuitive inner voice. It really is God reminding you of your uniqueness. Never but never regard any creative thought that you're having as anything other than being a worthy expression of your inner genius. So, let's break all of this down to everyday living, right? So we want to give you a solid example of how this may play out. And we can apply this example to anything, everyone, every, any other of our journey. I'm just picking one at random. So let's assume someone wants to go on an African safari. That sounds good to me. And they want to exchange the concrete jungle for the earth's jungle. And that just sounds awesome, doesn't it? Right? And only in operating within the physical realm, the physical realm says to this individual, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. It's too much money. There's not enough in the checking account. Forget about it. Yet this individual decides not to listen to the physical realm, nor any of the negative thoughts and self-defined labels such a temporary physical reality might produce. So they begin to do affirmative prayer work for an African safari. They visualize themselves, loved ones and friends, getting, get petting giraffes and soaking up the local culture. They create vision boards of riding in jeeps, exploring the African plains participating in the rituals of medicine men or medicine women, people do. <laughs> in spite of all that sound spiritual practice, the physical realm is still saying and affirming, dude, there ain't no money. What are you doing? Let it go. Then one day out of the blue, they have this thought, this wild, crazy idea why not manifest in all expenses paid African safari? <laughs> Who says you got to pay for it? And the ego mind kicks in. Like, dude, did you just not hear what the physical realm said? There ain't no money and nobody's going to pay your way. Yet somehow, from somewhere, this huge, crazy idea 
But when all expenses paid, African safaris persist. And the persistence of this idea ignites the individual into action. So they decide to jump at the two travel agencies to find out how many people would be needed in a group traveling for an African safari in order for me to receive a free African safari. Then they might floating might start floating the excitement and adventure of an African safari to friends, relatives, associates, Walmart greeters, anyone really who will listen about going on African safari. Until eventually, there are so many friends, relatives, loved ones, and Walmart greeters who want to go on this African safari of loving energy. It's overbooked. And there are multiple free trips to be had. And they invite Reverend Tony to go along. <laughs> Joel Goldsmith says this. He wrote, We need to understand the simple truth that the still small voice is the power that destroys the illusions of the world. Love that. We need to understand the simple truth that the still small voice is the power that destroys the illusions of the world. And we will add that still, small, powerful voice to be is where all those crazy, lame brain, big, huge ideas come from. And the moment it begins to shatter, those ideas begin to shatter the self-imposed illusions of the world is the moment it begins to up-level the whole of your ready to begin living that big crazy idea, whatever it may be? Are you willing to pursue it no matter what anybody else says? Now it's easy to say, yeah, of course, I can do that. I can do that. It's another thing to actually go out and take action on it. Right? Because without the action, we're just kind of still hoping. Hope is an illusion. Action is better. Action is the essence of what comes towards coming into force. Wayne Dyer says this. He said, the genius in you isn't seeking confirmation but from others, but quiet space for his hidden ideas to blossom. Genius isn't as much about achieving a high IQ on a standardized test as it is the exceptionally high level of plain or savvy in any given field of human endeavor. Just savvy in any field of human endeavor. <coughs> so what does that look like for you? What human endeavor do you want to take on? Don't want to do an African safari? Fine. What about starting a restaurant? What about? 
Evelyn Sinclair said you are the embodiment of the information you choose to accept and act upon. You change your circumstances, you need to change your thinking and subsequent actions. So you need, in order to transform the experience, you want to transform the thinking and the subsequent 
way to do that. No. Does it matter where I receive those influences? No. Does it matter that, you know, all of these external influences convince me to think small? No. What matters is is that you no longer choose to think small. What matters is is that you no longer choose to allow your actions to be based on thoughts that no longer apply to you living in Jesus. That's what matters. Esther Hicks said the thing that most people do not understand is that you get to control the way you feel because you get to choose the thoughts you think. You can control your vibration, and when you control your vibration, you control everything that has anything everything that has anything to do with it. So at the end of the day, it's about watching the thoughts, right? Because the thought is what allows us to feel what we feel. We're either going to feel good about our thoughts or we're not going to feel good about our thoughts. Our thoughts are going to pr produce thoughts that allow us, our feelings that allow us to feel powerful or allow us to feel small. And once you begin creating the thoughts, living the thoughts that allows you to feel powerful, that allows you to pursue the big, huge idea void of anyone else's concern, that is when you begin to feel powerful. That is when you begin to feel powerful. Because it's that feeling, that feeling that allows and resonates with source. And it is in that alignment Thank you again for selecting the Trinity Center for Spiritual Living podcast for your spiritual journey and for the expression of your generosity at trinitycenteratlanta.org forward slash donate.